Hey, beautiful people. Can I walk with you through this thing called life? Let me give you a pep talk. Welcome guys, thanks for joining into Pep Talks with Danny. This week's episode is episode 6. We'll be talking about mental health as the month of May is all about mental health awareness. In studio with me is my brother Kishan and my producer Adrian. Guys, welcome to Pep Talks with Danny. Hello, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, there is a stigma against mental disorder that continues to be dri the driving force as to why we're often refusing to seek professional help and to care for loved ones suffering from a mental illness. It is often said there's a thin line between being sane and mad. I can attest to that. Adrian, I'm not sure if you'll remember this, this that happened to me about uh, I would think about eight or nine years ago, probably eight years ago, where uh, I wasn't working. I just found myself in a dark place. I was so stressed out that I started hearing voices in my head. I became obedient to the voices following the instructions. And I remember this clearly where I think it was a Saturday evening. We were all home, my husband at the time, the kids and everyone. But for some e some some reason, I heard the voice said, go into the bathroom and lock yourself. I did as it said, said, no, find the scissors and cut your hair. Found the scissors in one of the drawers in the, in the bathroom and I began to cut my hair. I was just holding it and just cutting, 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 no shape, no pattern, just cutting it off. Then it says, cut your clothes up. I did that just the same and then it's like look at yourself in the mirror don't you look like a mad woman you're a mad woman go and run on the streets of Fort Lauderdale I opened the bathroom door and as I was about to step out Olivia was standing right there I bumped into her and she screamed out her screaming out made Lexi and Jaheem running mom what's happening what's going on why is Olivia screaming and they looked up at me and they're like oh my god mommy what's going on they started hugging on me and crying and I believe Lexi took the phone and she called Nakia who's my best friend who's your wife Adrian and immediately Lexi started helping me to get out the, the clothes that were so ragged and cut and she started trying to rub my head or whatever she's like mom what can I do to make you feel better but there was nothing that she could have done or said that made me feel better but one thing that I'm really happy about that I did not get the opportunity to go past the bathroom doors and with that Nakia came over and she was like what's going on Dee why didn't you talk to me if you're feeling stressed or something and she said um, Lexi sent me a picture of you after she hung up the phone and I showed it to my husband Adrian and Adrian gave me some money and said go buy some things at the store maybe perm lip gloss I remember something just do something to make her feel to, to change how she was seeing herself at the time or something to lift my spirit rather and Nakia came over and she prayed with me and you know she she, she permed my hair washed my hair I took a shower she made sure the lip gloss was popping on my my lips and I was just like my goodness what really just that happened I know you've been hurt 
Guys, I wanted to say this to you. Please bear in mind that I am not trained, neither am I certified in any of these topics. However, experience teaches wisdom. So that was just one of the scenarios that I remember in being affected by mental health or mental illness. But I do would like my guests to share their perspective, seeing that pep talk is where we'll find positive, empowering perspectives on life. They'll share their perspective on what mental health means to them. And Kishan, if you don't mind, it's the floor is now open for you to talk. Of course. Well, for me, mental health is honestly as important to your growth as an individual as your physical health is there are balances in the sense that like your physical health is something that's more detectable by others I would like to argue because mental health is something that the symptoms are seen based off of your personality and all of that varies from person to person whereas physical symptoms you can see like if someone's sick or coughing but for mental it's all about the connections that you have with people and that is one of the easiest ways to like fall victim to it as well because when you lose those connections or when you don't feel the trust because of the mental illness it's really hard for you to manage it or to deal with it okay well well adrian i'll now ask you to to say to us or say to my audience rather what does mental health mean means to you or how have you have been affected or know someone that might have been affected by it yeah thanks danny um for me to piggyback on what Keyshawn said, it's it's funny because it's not something that you can always tell. But to some extent, I, I almost liken it sometimes to almost like a superpower. Because um, personally, I, I have dealt with um, depression for a very long time, um, both diagnosed and undiagnosed. But I I can always tell, like I sometimes I will tell Nakia or anyone, like, like I'll be in a room and I can tell the people who are dealing with things that I'm dealing with you know in a different way but there's a light or a spark that you can see but I, I do understand that it's not like your physical health it's 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 a struggle within I, you know I call it the invisible bully so it's very important that for me that people understand and know how to take care of themselves mentally um, when you say you you is it that you can just identify based on someone's appearance that that person is struggling with depression? Can you just look at them and tell, or it has to take an interaction between that individual for you to hear something from them? A little bit of both. Sometimes, Sean, I don't know if it, it happens to you or you can tell. There are times when I can actually tell by a person's demeanor or the way that they they look lost in a in our, in our room mm-hmm. um, I, 
and, and it's almost like I want to reach out and be like, yo, you're not alone. Right. Just so you understand that. Right. I'm in the same position. I feel what you feel. feel. The anxiety that you're feeling. Right. Or the, 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 the how awkward this, this sea of people make you feel alone. You're right. not. And it's, sometimes it's just by a demeanor without actually much conversation. Mm-hmm. You can look and be like, okay. And, 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 and I think it's important. I don't want to keep, you know, I don't want to backtrack on this, but right. there's a difference between there, there's different types of depression. So let's talk about depression as a part of mental health. Right. There, there is situational depression, and there's like clinical depression. Mm-hmm. You know, Situa- a lot of us in a, one point in our lives or the other have dealt with situational depression. Right. You know, heartbreak, loss of a loved one, um, being jobless. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also clinical depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I remember growing up all my life and people saying, you know, you're, you're moody or right. snap out of it. Right. That's like me telling you to snap out of cancer. Right. You know, so people, I think it's important that you understand the nature of what it is that you're dealing with. Right. You know? Wow. Well, I can remember a few, is it a few weeks ago, Kishan? Or a couple months ago. A few months. A few months ago. Keyshawn stopped by the house, um, uh, I think it was a Thursday, right, a Thursday evening. And before he left, he he said to me, sis, I love you. I really love you. And I was taken back by the way in which he was emphasizing how much he loved me. Because I know it's something that he have always said to me, sis, I love you. And he gave me a hug and you believing and so on and so forth. But the way in which he emphasized... I loved you. It stuck something. It, it like a bulb triggered in my head, but I didn't even paint no mind. I just felt like maybe he he was thinking that I needed to hear that word love on that particular day. And then a few hours later, mom called me and she was like, um, Keyshawn was telling her that he's not feeling so well. He thinks that his depression is coming on and she should take him to the doctor. And I'm like, my God, I was so busy rushing to prepare dinner to get ready to go to work that I did not even took that opportunity to hug or embrace him even tighter and it sort of made me feel like was I not paying closer attention to him for me to see that something was wrong with him but then you said to me Sean that sis you couldn't tell right with depression at least in my experience it's like you want to really hide it like for one it makes you into something that you're not exactly comfortable sharing with other people with how awkward and how moody it makes you and the whole your mind is telling you things that are like obviously not positive but it's just it's offsetting honestly you're in a different state of mind really it's something that like there's no ambition you lose drive, motivation. Yeah. yeah. All those things, they just seem to blend into, you know, the nothing that speaks or tricked into seeing it feels like. And and understand, understand too that um, it's not... Society, how we're raised, especially where we're from, and I, and I say we because everyone right now is from, is from a Jamaican, yeah. West Indian background. Mm-hmm. And I even broaden the scope and say african African descent. You're right. We are told certain things, and it's because of how 
you know how it has to be how it has to be because you're talking about a line of people who have been oppressed so weakness is not weakness is not a trait that we are willing to easily just say hey this is what I'm dealing with worse when you're talking about something that is supposedly on your head right no I'm I'm not moody I'm depressed right I'm I'm not I'm not um, hyper I have anxiety right you understand what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I'm not don't don't just coat it under a blanket right. because it makes yeah. you comfortable. Right. But in the same breath, we're told to, to hold it. I remember, and you know, I don't. I know this is pep talk, so we're gonna, we're gonna get to the positive part. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. So to, there's a joke right here. In 1999, my mother, you know, you know, God bless her. You know, she. I remember saying to her that um, I was dealing with, you know, after my grandmother passed, I remember saying to her that I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And I even went as far as she was like, you know, she was like, obviously you're depressed. You, right. you, you, your matriarch da- died, you know. Right. And I remember saying, I remember saying to her that, you know, it was, it was what it was. And I, I took myself. I was 17 at the time, and I took it on my own accord, and I went to a doctor. And when I was explaining to the doctor what I felt as a 17-year-old, the doctor used the words like <clears throat> manic, mm-hmm. used the words like chemical imbalance. Right. So I, I, I did it by myself because I couldn't tell my mother that right. I was going to see a doctor. Right. And when I came home and I, I told her those words, her response to me was, you know, be careful what people are telling you. Right. And, and though it's true, in the same breath, it shouldn't be brushed on the right. A table. Right, right. for Let's real. Be I, I, I had to, I had to take pills without her knowing. I had to try to help yourself without letting her know that I'm filling prescriptions for quote unquote mental, a mental health. Guiltness. You know right, what I'm saying? It was right. Crazy. And and if I may say this, not that I'm putting anyone down, but based is not like we were raised backward, but some things I just think. In my opinion, they didn't know better. They didn't. They didn't know better. She didn't know that my son is saying this. Let me seek help right away. That's true. And 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 maybe if they did know it, they felt embarrassed to like, oh, my son is depressed. Yeah. Thinking that this something wrong. This is like so. What if it? I did something as a parent that put him into this state of depression, or was it something that I could have avoided by something that I said? And for me. That was one thing, the, 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 the situation that I shared earlier, but being now a mother of three children, dealing with their three different fathers, I'm dealing with three different personalities. Yeah. I have my own stress to deal with, but I also have their stresses to take on because I'm their mother and they're my responsibilities. But I remember Lexi saying to me one day, you're, you're bipolar. And I'm like, bipolar, what the hell? And I went to work and I'm like crying whole night like 
and bipolar in my head i'm thinking like is that how my children are seeing me then no 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 i think this is a time for me to seek help i think that i need to talk to someone so that's when i started researching on how i can find a therapist but this is the first time i'm ever gonna do this and i'm trying to do it alone with not even bringing my mother into it yeah. or not that i'm ashamed of telling her but i just wanted to see if i can resolve the issue before mm. and i somewhat felt like why do I really need to talk to somebody? Why am I going to tell my problems to somebody? But then, because of what Lexi said, bipolar, I'm like, no, no, no. I have to really address the situation. And I found a therapist. God bless her heart. And I reached out to her. I set up an appointment. And when I first got there, I was still like, I really don't need to be here. I don't think I'm in a depression state where I'm being called bipolar. I just think that I'm being a mother. So for the first um, meeting or encounter with my therapist, I was like shutting, sh shutting down, not opening, not responding, just maybe one and few words. But the second time when I went back for my appointment, I broke down. I really realized that I had taken on so many things that caused me to be depressed without even knowing, yeah. but not unless I was actually in that room with that stranger who asked certain questions that made my eyes open like, Daniel, seriously, like, oh my God. No, you, yeah, listen, you should have reached out for help a long time. Listen, especially, you know, for everybody who's listening, I want, I want it to be understood, especially... You know, I, I'm not alienating anyone, but especially black people. We are walking around here with PTSD and don't even no, realize it. Jesus. No, so you, you, you have to understand, we are legitimately walking around here with PTSD. Stuff that happened before we yeah. were even born. born. Yeah. So, so and I, you know, it, <clears throat> be aware, all right? You know, there's a saying now that's on social media a lot. And it's so very true, and I, and I respect it to the, to the T up to death. Check on your strong friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. You really do have to yes. check on your strong friends. Yes. And 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 and, and all, everyone, you know, there there's a there's a link between what's going on now and us just not being able to cope, yes. like how people were made back in the day. Yeah. Because they they dealt with their PTSD by sinking it deeper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then yeah. and then and then pushing it on you. Yeah. But now we're in a society where yeah. we are able to understand it and we, we want to be able to understand what right. we're dealing with. None of us are trained psychologists or psychiatrists mm -hmm. or whatever, but we have we're all we have all dealt with it in some way or the other. Yes. And everybody listening, everybody has had some type of whether it's situational mm -hmm. or they're walking around here chemically on, on imbalanced. It's there, it exists. Yes, it does. I really do have a friend or a close family member rather who to this day is in a state of unforgiveness where she just got the call like, yo, XY passed away. I wouldn't call his name because I don't really want to, yeah. you know, I'm trying yeah. to protect certain information. But she's like, oh my God, I wouldn't believe that he was going through things that I thought he was strong enough. Yeah. And you no, know, she blames herself as if like, why didn't I talk to him yesterday? Why didn't I spend five minutes to even drive by to just make sure that he's okay? Yeah. So what you're saying to check on our strong friends is really true. Some persons see me dealing with cancer and they're like, you're so strong. But there are days when I just crumble and I cry. Yeah. And not because I'm weak, because my situation is just right before my very eyes. I don't know how is it going to turn out. 
I do have hope that I'm going to beat it for the second time around. But my God, you really need that support, that person that can help you out of those depressing feelings. Sean, do you want to talk to persons of your age group then who may be going through and need to hear from you? Personally, like... The best thing about being depressed, well, the best treatment for being depressed is just to be able to first be able to speak about, like, what's bothering you. If you're just going to continue internalizing, it's not going to get better at any point, really. just, like, spirals and continuously gets worse until something happens that, you know, yeah. the person or those around you will eventually regret. And I guess the key to that is just to try your very best to make yourself hurt, to have someone or establish the trust that you have with your friends and your family to be able to like speak openly about when things are like changing for you. Especially for kids my age because like pressures from things like social media or whatever. Oh God. Or the influence that their peers have onto them and potentially failing that expectation, the stress that it can put onto them. That's one of the reasons why people tend to succumb to depression. And with them being the very same reason why they're being depressed, they might feel even more shut out from society and such. So you have to be able to try and look past what you have and seek help from other means. Personally, I'm still working on it because as an individual, I really am not good with trust. But I'm trying to be able to trust myself more to communicate with people when I have an issue because... It has to be the only way out, you know? That's what I feel about it. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. I'm truly proud of you because I do believe this is the most you have ever talked about the situation yeah. in this setting. Most he's ever talked about. Yeah, he, he really is not like a talkative person and he'll tell you he, Sean will be present in the room and you don't know that he's there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really, really proud of you and I applaud you because everything that you just said is going to help someone to get through what they're going through right now. Yeah. And as Adrian said, so many of us are walking around with these... Yeah, post-traumatic stress disorders. We, and they yeah. don't even know it. Right. And, and I do believe that even things that happened that had nothing to do with us, but because we we were present, yeah. it, it sort of... The guilt passes on. Yeah. So let me let me just share this too with people. Just so just identify it. No, no, you don't even have to be a professional to understand when something is going on, right? But however you deal with it, and there's ways to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a good thing that for us to touch. Like even what Sean said, you know, personally, he's still. That don't mean that you you you're gonna get over it. That don't mean that you are better because you know what you're dealing with. Right. It means that no, you can probably deal with it more effectively, right? Oh. So there are things that you 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 look at. And ways that you look at things and you say, okay, well, how do I structure what's going on in my life? Mm -hmm. Social media is, ah, man. Anybody, people around me will tell you this. Nikki will tell you this. I go through periods where I purge, not just social media. I, I literally everything. purge that telephone. I purge wow. everything. Nobody can speak to me. Because if you, if you, can, if you know who you are, mm -hmm. you know who you are. Right. And like... One the day when I decided that I have to be more vocal and I have to be more open about my depression, it's not to wear it like a badge or a martyr. Mm -hmm. I have a I have a son. He's now ten. Mm -hmm. He was maybe around eight, seven or eight at the time. And I remember one evening we were driving, and I, I and there was a homeless guy 
Mm-hmm. Right? And he um, saw the homeless guy. And we just happened to be driving. And then he, I looked at him and he was, he looked, he didn't look like himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He looked a little bit sad. Right. And then he stopped and then he asked specifically. He was like, I was like, everything okay? Da, da, da. So then he was like, yeah, everything's okay because that's who he is. Right. He has to, he can't Process let you know. First. And yeah, he can't let you, he don't want you to feel bad. Okay. So even if he's feeling some type of way, yeah. he don't want to put that on you. On you. But then he eventually asked, he was like, you know, Dad, where do the homeless people go when it, when it rains? Wow. You understand what I'm saying? And then I realized that's an empath. There's, that's a very important thing too that right. I learned from my homegirl Lindsay. Lindsay, mm-hmm. Lindsay taught me this one day and I remember thinking, because I couldn't understand what it was about me. Right. Like I would literally watch television, see somebody and pick up their energy yes. because I'm sad. Yes. And it would drain me. <laughs> Seriously. It drain me. Seriously. Yeah, it's, but, but what happens, I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. And I take on that type of yes. that type of wounds, yeah. and that's that's if you don't know how to protect your chakra, yeah. that can be really yeah. really bad. Right, right, right. So you right. have to know how to protect your space. That's right. an important thing with it. Right. Protect your space. Protect your mental space. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been thinking. I want you to be happier. I want you to be happier. Lately, I've been I've been thinking. I want you to be happier, I want you to be happier Even though I might not like this, I think that you'll be happier I want you to be happier Then only for a minute, only for a minute. I want to change my mind Cause this just don't feel right to me Listening to what you just said, this came to me, and this is a question for both of you. Yes, you you can identify that the depression mood is coming on, and you have you have um, different ways in which you can deal with it in terms of purging. How does that affect your loved ones? Say for me, Kishan, you are not opening to me to say to me what you're going through, but then I can hear it afterwards. How does it affect your persons or your your close relative and friends when it's time to deal with your depression? You want to go, Sean? Sure. Um, Personally, I think it's taxing onto them, truthfully, because with depression, like, there's no quick fix or solution to it. All of these things, like, trying to protect your energy and regression and separating away from things that aren't necessarily good for your mental state they tend to like isolate you which is one of the things that depression also does yeah and even more so like the people that are trying to help you they obviously can't help you during this time like it's where it's you're looking for a reset and i believe that before things get better they usually have to get worse 
it sounds bad, but like, yeah, there is that low part. Yeah, and usually, I find most success truthfully in just writing it out. You know, and there isn't a way that I can explain how that helps for my relatives, but you just have to be there for them if the low is like too deep or too low. If that makes sense. But you're not. You're not. Um, it's not like I'm aware. So I can't, I just know that you're shutting down and right. you're in that period. If you ask me, that, that's bringing on some depression on me. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel helpless. So for you, in terms of how, how do you feel it affects Nakia and the kids when it's this time? Yeah, that, for me, that, that's, that's the hardest part. You know, because I, I try my hardest to not, to not let it affect them. But mm-hmm. it's, that's impossible. Right. Especially with the kids. So what? what I find that I was doing especially even even though I still do it mm-hmm. whenever I'm going through that mm-hmm. I take myself away right and that's not really good for the kids no cause they're like where's daddy but but the the alternative is to to be there either be in an argumentative state a non-drive state a mope state and it, oh. it hurts every, it's it's hard oh, wow. to love people through but, but the most I can say is like love them harder right to be honest with you, that's the most I can say is you have to figure out how to... And then you, the other person on the other side... Mm-hmm. You and I spoke about this last week too, mm-hmm. ironically. It wasn't even related to depression so right. much. But sometimes it's not what I need for you to do. Right. It, it's kind of how. How it's done. So in other words, I'm depressed as... I'm depressed. You know, you know I, I curse a lot. So <laughs> I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. In that moment... I want to quit the job. Right. I want to take the take yeah. the take the five thousand dollars that I have saved and buy magic <laughs> beans. I really want to buy some magic yeah. beans. And I want us to, you know. I need for you in that moment to tell me magic beans it is. Oh snap! No, the truth is you're not getting. The beans. I'm not gonna get no goddamn magic you're not beans. Getting the beans. But I. I need you just a want win. the support. I need a win. Yeah, I need, I need, a, I need something because nothing feels like it's working. Nothing exactly. feels like it's going right. But here's the best friend or the family member showing me that, yo, they're going to ride it out with me. Exactly. And at that point, I'm like, I can't take this lady five grand and buy magic beans. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. We're going to have to figure it out another wow. way, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, So you're saying it's actually playing with your nonsense then if, if that's so yeah, helps yeah, yeah I mean yeah so I mean, like, Sean, it, it, yeah, energy is sort of like contagious like exactly. when someone's depressed they tend to push themselves away not only because they feel bad but because they don't want to spread it like, yes when people are suicidal or when people do actually commit suicide they tend to avoid sharing it too far because it's classified as a contagious disease they try and isolate it away from people so that way, the guilt doesn't spread. But if you try and combat it with more positive energy or like the ability to share good vibes and things that'll make the other person feel better, mm-hmm. you can try and push them to where they'll start pushing back with better energy or more positive things. Wow, wow. Yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you guys. Um, I mean, this has been a really tough topic to talk about when especially that you are my brother and I know that you have been affected by this and Adrian, my producer, and me myself who have gone so close. And being a Jamaican, you would see these homeless persons as we call them and all you there, oh, it's a madman that's in you know, a... As a madwoman, yeah. yes, like We're a madwoman. But had someone 
taking that opportunity to like have a reasoning. I was trying to to see if I could get the the truth to to this story that I had seen before on the news where the gentleman was homeless and based on his attire I guess persons were avoiding him and there was just one guy who said like let's talk for a minute and it actually made the news he actually got a job but I don't remember the entirety of yeah. the story but that that one guy saw something else behind his mad state yeah. or, or behind his what insane is, state or his mental state sometimes it just takes one simple conversation with that person who we isolate ourselves from that can make a big difference you know and and i'm so happy that you guys are able to be here to share with others who are listening how important it is last week we talked about self-care and many persons may have a mixed feeling as to how i spoke about it but it i i i addressed it based on how it meant to me or how i could um relate to it so for this week's topic we are all here sharing i do hope that someone will take something positive and help someone and if this topic is not for you just please share this video share this this podcast with someone who you know definitely needs to hear this i have so many girlfriends who have suffered from heartbreaks uh there's no job like this guy on on facebook last week who a lady he said he has made a, a vow with himself every day to help someone and the lady said she was at the bus stop and this random guy just came and stretched forth his hand and she being in the state where she had she just re reached out and take what he had when she opened it it was 70 dollars and she said that day her life changed because she was about to kill herself she didn't know where meal was coming from for her kids and that stranger just pulled up and did that that deed that good deed and caused her to retrain her thoughts that all is not lost here's some money you can make a meal for the kids so guys it's very important that we spend that two minutes out of our busy schedule to check on our strong friends as adrian said yeah. you know try to be there to give a listening ear even if you don't have the right words maybe you can point them into the right direction and don't be afraid to seek professional help yeah honestly ever since i posted that i started getting therapy i have at least four persons right now who has begun their therapy yeah. and i feel so happy for them because I can't save the world, but if I can share everything that helps me, I know someone will benefit right. from it. Ther therapy is good, and and you know, because even now I still go to groups. I, I actually went to a group this week and and last week too, but um, you know, so you know, speaking to someone and and I find a lot of for me personally, I find a lot of therapy in actually helping others. Mm -hmm. That right. what I deal with. Right. I find a yes. lot, you know, in, yes. in, in being able to comfort or just to, right. so, so one of the things I wanted to and I give, if you give me the opportunity one of the things I really want to champion soon is that is something like a community because Keyshawn touching it is so true especially yes. for the young kids yes. younger, younger you generation you both could collaborate together to make it happen I, I want to create a, a platform a safe platform on social media you know like a my, my whole hashtag for a hot minute was um you're not alone because we really aren't right you, you find out that there's a larger group of us yes and it, it's an environment where the pressure is sometimes that's on social media oh i don't have a million followers and yeah it, it sounds petty and it sounds simple 
But if that's the pressure somebody's dealing with, that's mm-hmm. what they're dealing with. Right. I want to create an environment where it's like, yo, this is your home. Right. You're safe, You're safe here. right here, right? You're not alone. So now you move from one follower to a thousand because there's a thousand of us. Right. And we all love each other. And, and we we're all support dealing each with other. the same thing you know, or want, even yeah, similar thing. A community with, wow. with, with trained psychologists and people who can speak with us because it, it, is, it is for, you know, we're not alone. Do not be embarrassed because you need help. Right. You know, this is not something, it's an invisible bully and we will get through it together. Right. We're not alone. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you so much, Keyshawn, for sharing. You know, I'm sure this week's topic is going to be very much um, empowering to so many other persons. So I thank you guys for being here and, you know, thank you to all my listeners. Guys, please don't forget to applaud and subscribe to my Anchor podcast. I really need your support in getting these words across to every and each and every one that we can possible reach um, from, from the studio here. So thanks again for joining in another positive, empowering perspective lives on Pep Talks with Danny, episode six. We'll be back next week. And as always, Pep Talk, I can, you, you can, can, we can. can. Six, we'll be back next week. And as always, Pep Talk, I can, you, you can, can, we can. can.